We're sharing stories about why cities are great and how they can work better. Your host is Ryan Holywell, and this is The Urban Edge, produced by Rice University's Kinder Institute for Urban Research. Well, thank you for listening. We are joined today by Kinder Institute researcher Kelsey Walker, who's going to be making her last visit to the podcast studio today. Uh, Thank you for joining us on one of your last days at the Kinder Institute. Oh, no problem. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, what's, what's in store for your future. So I am off to a transportation planning firm called Traffic Engineers, which is in Houston, uh, working on all sorts of cool transportation projects. But before she goes, she is joining us on this podcast to discuss her newest research report for the Kinder Institute and her last research report for the Kinder Institute. It's called Taking Stock, and it's an examination of the housing options in the Houston area. Well, like I said, thank you for joining us. This is a really exciting study. The The depth that you've gone into uh, to, to study this topic is, is really remarkable. What's the big headline finding in this study? What I really want people to take away from this study is that in the wave of home building that's occurred since 1985 and really since 1990, all the types of homes that are being built from large multifamily apartment complexes to townhomes to single-family homes, single-family detached homes, they're all clustering in the inner loop, and they're specifically on the west side of the inner loop. And we've seen multifamily be built here in the past, but this is really the first time that we're seeing townhomes and single-family detached homes being built in this area. And this has a ton of implications on affordability and gentrification, which we touch on in the report. So usually when we think about Houston, the first thing uh, that folks think of is sprawl, just building further and further out. Uh, What you're saying is a little bit counterintuitive, right? There's this sort of uh, back to the center of Houston movement. What's driving that? So that's really interesting that you raise that idea of sprawl, because what we see is that Houston's housing stock developed over four major cycles. So there's the era before World War II, where most of the homes are in the center. And then in the subsequent eras, right after the war and kind of between 1960 and 1985, single family homes march progressively further from the center. And we still see that same pattern today, there are still a lot of single-family homes being built out around the newest kind of loop highway, which is now the Grand Parkway. But right now, we're also seeing single-family detached homes being built inside the inner loop. And that's the first time they've significantly returned to the core. So what, what are some of these hot areas and how are we finding room for these new homes? Most of the single-family detached home building in the center of Houston is clustered on the west side of the inner loop. Um, and that's the case for single-family attached homes, it's, which are townhomes. And it's also occurring in the neighborhoods just east of Main Street. So just east of 288 in the Third Ward and 288, but primarily in the neighborhoods west of Main Street. So the Heights, Montrose, we see it in Washington Avenue especially, um, but also in, in places that we that we might not think of as hotspots, but West University. You know, some some of these areas you're describing are, are really historic parts of Houston, or, or at least uh, as, as historic as we get uh, in a city right. uh, like this. Uh, what are they replacing? How are we finding room for them? And, and what's sort of been uh, the issues that have come up as we've seen this development or, or redevelopment in these areas? So what we see um, 
And we don't look explicitly at what's replacing what. Um, we're not going in at, at the parcel level and saying, okay, what was torn down and, and what is being built, though we're hoping to do that in a future report, so stay tuned. Um, but one thing that I think clues us in as to the dynamics in these neighborhoods is the fact that Houston's stock of really small multifamily buildings, so duplexes and quadplexes, is actually declining. And most of these buildings were built prior to 1945, and they cluster in these same neighborhoods um, within the inner loop where Houston's oldest single-family homes are. And duplexes and quadplexes in particular, because they're so old and, and are usually rental properties, are some of the most affordable houses in these neighborhoods. So the fact that we're seeing these buildings disappear and be demolished at a faster rate than they're built is really indicative, I think, of much larger um, shifts in the housing stock um, in the sense that a lot of the new building that we see is coming at the expense of more affordable and more modest homes in these areas. Yeah, what you touched on is the fact that Houston uh, isn't exactly known as a place for having uh, especially progressive affordable housing policies. We've sort of relied on the private market to, to sort of um, uh, provide affordable housing uh, to people in Houston in one form or another. Um, thinking about the long-term implications, what, what's it going to mean for the city? What's it going to mean for the people who live here in a place that uh, uh, really is, is challenged by issues of disparity, that some of the stock of, of the most affordable housing in the city seems to be disappearing? Well, I think in, in these neighborhoods in particular, um, Houston really has to figure out its values and really decide do people have a right to stay in the neighborhoods where they grew up? Um, and if so, how are we going to make that happen? Because a lot of the places that they would be able to afford to live in are, are either being demolished outright or they're becoming more expensive to stay in because property, property taxes. Yeah. Um, so it's going to take... Um, kind of some thought, right, and some decisions if we if we want to keep these neighborhoods affordable for for the residents who already live there and for new people who understandably might want to to live in kind of these walkable urban places without paying a huge sum of money. So you brought up a point about walkable neighborhoods, often part of the conversation about walkability is density. Your study had some interesting findings about uh, what neighborhoods in Houston are the most dense, and uh, it, it might it might surprise some people. Yes. It might not have surprised you, but it's not <laughs> it's not the urban core uh, that that people usually think of when they say density. Yes. So we identified the five densest communities in Harris County. And three of them, um, Gulfton, Westwood, and the Midwest community, are all between Loop 610 and Beltway 8 in the southwestern sector of the city. Some of the densest parts of the county are actually in the southwest part of Houston. So the neighborhoods in between Loop 610 and Beltway 8 in the southwest are really, really dense. What our report does is we identify the five densest communities in Harris County and three of these neighborhoods, including the two densest ones, which are Gulfton and Westwood, are in this swath of Harris County. And these neighborhoods are pretty much exclusively comprised of multifamily buildings, really large apartment complexes that were built 
um, in the 1960s and 1970s, especially the 1970s. And this is Susan Rogers at University of Houston writes really beautifully about this. But these um, these older apartments are really some of Houston's most affordable housing. These apartments fill a void that the public sector really hasn't addressed in recent years. What's the character of these neighborhoods like? Are they walkable? Uh, and what's the quality of these buildings like? Yeah, so they these apartments sit on really super blocks um, that are totally set apart from all of the businesses and kind of the the commercial areas of the neighborhood. So in some sense, it's it's almost dense suburbanism. It's these very, um, they're not mixed use at all. It's totally um, kind of the separation of land uses, but still incredibly, incredibly dense. And so it's interesting because from from a transportation perspective, which I'm really interested in, um, they have more than enough residents to support really high frequency transit. Um, and so the the routes that go through these neighborhoods, the bus routes are extremely well-ridden, extremely popular. Um, and a lot of people rely on the transit there because these apartments are old, they're affordable, they're people who don't have cars. Um, but it raises some really interesting questions of, well, are those safe streets to be walking on? Are huge um, volumes of traffic also going on those streets? It raises some really interesting questions for, for transportation planners and city planners because how do we meet the needs of this really dense community that's in a place that we don't really associate with density. So on the edges of the city, we have density and affordability without walkability. Inside the core of Houston, we're getting some density, some walkability, not a lot of affordability. And it sounds like we haven't figured out a way for, for the city to, to reconcile those those sorts of uh, uh, different dynamics. What, what do you see in the long term? You've, you've studied the history of housing in Houston. Uh, what do you think this report's going to look like if you write about it uh, 30 years from now? Well, multifamily housing and single-family attached housing, which are townhomes, those two types of structures are increasing at a faster rate than single-family detached homes. So we're building apartments and townhomes in Houston faster than your typical single-family house. Yeah. So I think slowly um, those types of housing and those types of residences are going to contribute a lot more to the housing stock and assume a much more important role moving forward. And that's particularly true in the neighborhoods where they're currently being built, right, which is mostly in the center of Houston. Um, apartment multifamily housing really interestingly actually is clustered in the inner loop on the west side, but it also extends basically all the way to Fort Bend County along West Park Tollway and I-10. So I think that corridor is going to develop a lot, too, in terms of density. Um, we have several job centers along that stretch as well. Um, and I think we'll see a lot of the single-family neighborhoods that do exist right now with much older homes gradually have a lot of newer single-family homes in them, not necessarily townhomes, but detached single homes of other varieties, maybe maybe larger ones, most likely larger ones. Um, we, we see a lot of the more modest homes being replaced by 
quite large <laughs> um, homes, especially in neighborhoods like Oak Forest and West University. And and what's the long term future of affordability in Houston? And you know, it's it's the million dollar question that so many people are talking about. Uh, this used to be an area that had a, a reputation as being uh, the most affordable big city in America to live in, and and it seems like that's uh, less and less true every day. Is Houston going to figure this out, or is it going to keep getting more and more expensive uh, and more and more uh, segregated? Great question. So I think that Houston's reputation for affordability really stems from kind of low median home values for single family detached homes. Compared to other metros, many of those, especially those at the periphery and further from the urban core, are less expensive than they might be in other places. But people who live in Houston are really split on whether they actually want to live in those single-family subdivisions or whether they want to live in a more walkable, mixed-use place. And so we see consistently over the years, we see about half of residents say they want to live in a single-family area and half say that they want a more walkable, mixed-use alternative. And so there's this huge demand for a different type of of housing that Houston has historically underproduced that we need to fill. And I think if we, in the long run, if we want to stabilize the cost of living in mixed-use areas near job centers, we'll need more housing there. But I think there's kind of this paradoxical phenomenon happening where if we want to create that new housing, the private market does that by replacing more affordable units with more expensive ones. Well, thank you for joining us in the studio today. Of course. My pleasure. Once again, that's Kelsey Walker, uh, researcher, uh, soon to be former researcher with the Kinder Institute. She's starting an exciting new job right here in Houston at Traffic Engineers, Inc. You can read her full report, Taking Stock, at kinder.rice.edu. And remember, you can follow the Urban Edge blog online at kinderurbanedge.com. Lastly, add us on Facebook. Our Twitter handle is at ricekinderinst. That's I-N-S-T, like institute. I'm Ryan Holywell. That's all for the show. Thank you for listening.